This presentation is from UX Australia 2015, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. So can I just do a quick straw poll? Who in the room is actually from Brisbane? Yes! How good is that? I didn't expect nearly that many hands. So that's great to see. I was expecting to see kind of half a dozen and thinking, it's a bit sad. Here we are in Brisbane, beautiful day, and there's very few people here. So my name's Marie-Claire Grady. I run Third View Consulting, and we, we are Brisbane's customer-focused and customer-experience specialists. We have a vision that we want to make Brisbane and Queensland the most customer-focused place in Australia, not that we're competitive or parochial at all. Um, and the reason we want to do this is because have a look outside. Our city is beautiful. It's called the Sunshine State for a reason. And we want people to come up here and we want them to go home and smile when they think about Brisbane. So I've spent most of my school and my working life in Brisbane, so I reckon that now, by Queensland standards, I can actually call myself a local. I'd also class myself as fairly knowledgeable about our city, so I'm pretty au fait with the geography, the systems, the general going on. Having said that, it's a while since I'd been on a suburban train, until recently. I rocked up to the station at Fortitude Valley, with the sense of, I get this, how hard can this be? It's only 20 years or so. Navigated the go-card system. Tick. Got it. Glanced up at the board. Right, platform three. Race down. Want to go to central. Race down the stairs, only to see a train pull out. Further inspection of the board. Suggests there was another train to central about to depart, and it's up on platform one, up and over the lines. So up the stairs I race, down the stairs I slide. It's only about two flights of stairs. Um, and I'm all a little bit confused because, hang on, this is one stop away, both trains are going to Central, Brisbane is not actually that big. So why are these trains going from two platforms anyway? So I eventually, I, I look around, I see another train pull out and I think, seriously, this is crazy, where are our funniest home videos? So back up the stairs I race. But this time I decide that I'm actually I'm going to pause and I'm going to look at the board properly and I'm going to digest what's going on and then I'm going to go down and get on a train. So eventually I find my way on the train and I'm sitting on the train and I'm texting one of my colleagues saying, this is crazy, I can't believe what I've just been through to get on this train. But it put the experience of the first-time user, it etched it really clearly on my mind about what is it like to actually be a first-time user again. So with this in mind, I pulled out of the, I came off the train at Central Station and I thought to myself, Central, I'm going to the centre of the city, how hard can this be? So I'm coming up the escalators in Central Station and I'm looking for directions to our wonderful city. <laughs> and you can go downstairs and you can test that. That is exactly what it looks like. So it really left me wondering, had the first-time user ever actually been considered in this system? So with this in mind, today I'm going to share three things about the first-time user with you. Why the first-time user is so important to your business and to your work and to your organisation. How you can extract value from their experiences and then what you can do with the insights that you've received from that. So let's start with why. The first-time user actually comes in many forms. They could be new to your organisation new to your industry, or just new to a product or service that you actually offer. 
regardless of the, their form, they all represent something absolutely critical to your business. Growth. So the first-time user is the person that you've spent months and months and months looking for. Your marketing departments and your teams have been working their butts off to get that person into your organisation. So it's absolutely critical that you work hard to make sure that they have a good experience. But what's interesting is a first-time user is only a first-time user once. After they've had an experience with your organisation, they've got a bunch of knowledge and perspectives that mean they're actually no longer valuable as a first-time user. So pretty quickly, they become a regular user or they become a second-time user or they become a lost customer. So that's why it's really critical that you actually think about what the first-time user is like and don't leave it to chance. So regardless of their start point, the first-time user enters your organisation and your systems with this beautiful childlike innocence. They don't know how to navigate your systems. They don't know the language that they use, but they're generally beautifully curious about how to make things work. And they're curious about the, your organisation. That's why they came along in the first place. At the same time, they come along with some adult perspective. So they've generally got some preconceptions based on past experiences or rumour, which may or may not be relevant, but often makes them a little bit less forgiving. They generally arrive with a little bit of emotional baggage um, and they generally want to get it right first time because like my experience in Central Station and Fortitude Valley, you don't actually want to look like a fool the first time you try something. So the first-time user brings this beautiful childlike innocence combined with emotional baggage. So they're a really interesting and powerful group to look at. So this kind of perspective is essentially if you're looking at designing something that's often used by first-timers, so like travel for tourists, if you're looking at something that's a rarely used experience, so something like superannuation, we don't look at our superannuation that often, and also any experiences that are highly emotional, where each time I enter that experience, I'm probably going to be in a different emotional state. So think of entering a hospital. I might be there to visit someone who's celebrating having a baby through to get some kind of diagnosis that I'm terrified by. They're really a dream user to use because you do have that breadth and that open book. So how do we understand their experiences? How can you extract maximum value from your first-time users? So firstly, you need to actually capture them when they are a first-time user, and that is easier said than done. People within your organisation, no matter how much they tell you that they can do this, they are not the right people to be talking about your first-time experience. They have a whole stack of knowledge about your organisation, your systems, your language, all your acronyms. They've got all that stuff down pat. So they're not the right people. You really need to find a way to engage these people before they've actually entered your system. And you've really got to be careful that your recruitment process doesn't clue them in. So, for example, we're doing a piece of work at the moment that's talking about a particular building process. There's a whole stack of words that if we ring and ask when we recruit about, about certain things, people are going to go, oh, I know what that means, oh, and they'll start Googling. So in a physical business, they're not too bad to find because you can see them when they walk through the doors. In a digital business, it might be that you need to actually find the triggers. So it might be as somebody Googles Brisbane or steps off a plane. Um, or in something like a hospital, it might be the point at which they go to a GP before they've gone anywhere near a hospital. 
When you've found them, you've really got to choose your research technique carefully. So we're big fans of things like field studies, photo diaries, video diaries, anything that's observational, as opposed to things like surveys, where often you're starting to clue people in to the experience that they're having. And finally, you need to be open to what you see and hear. Chances are the first-time user will experience things different to you. But if you're not open to that, then you're actually not going to get the richness out of the research. So then what can you do with all these beautiful insights that you've then gathered? Your first-timers are fantastic at giving you insights that will help you attract, retain or redesign your experiences. So you can use these insights to attract people to your system. By understanding the first-time experience, you can design your enticement and your entry points in such a way that's attractive to people who've never contacted your organisation before. For example, if the go-card system is easy to understand and easy to use, people will be likely to give it a go. You get a chance rather than having them walk or having them get a taxi or having them go to Sydney. Secondly, a well-designed experience will have them coming back or it will have them stay with your organisation. Not only will they stay, but hopefully they'll refer others and they'll bring their friends and family into your organisation. So once again, we're going back to that opportunity for growth. And once again, if you don't get that first-time user experience right, you've risked, risked your growth again. So if you can achieve that within, in your first interaction rather than your tenth, you're in a much better position. And finally, we can use the first-time user experience to, to make a choice about what subsequent experiences look like. So we can make the choice to simplify the experience for everyone and bring everyone down to a very simple experience, or we can actually decide to differentiate the first-time user experience from the repeat user experience. So in summary, our first-time users are gold. If we embrace them, they can provide such a rich source of insight to help attract and retain customers and to help us design our systems and processes for all users. If we choose to ignore them, they can become lost, alone, abandoned in the desert of experiences that didn't care about the first-time user. Thank you. We hope you liked this presentation from UX Australia 2015. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.